you, Pastor. Hallelujah. I love you all, you know. I love this place. Love this body. The feeling you're down, you come in here, you'll get, you'll be lifted up. It's just a good place to be in. It's nice to be around the, the young kids and the young ones. So good. You know, the Lord's, uh, that's what he does. He puts uh, solitary in, in families. He puts those that are alone. He gives them a family to be in. I always felt like that this had been my family for 20-something years now. So thank the Lord for that. That's good. I tell you what, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of situations going on out in the world right now that uh, you don't want to be by yourself. You want to have somebody you can call on. We all need somebody we can call on. That's so important. So important. And Pastor Rodney sharing that little bit this morning before, or just now before, before I came up here about what's going on in the church land, you know. I don't know. I, that kind of troubles me a little bit just for the sake of, um, you know, Second Timothy uh, nailed it right on the head. 3.1 says, Know this also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous times here, the word perilous means a weakening of our faith. There's going to come an attack on our faith. Not we're weakened down, we're only got five of us showing up. No, it's our faith being attacked. And I see that board of people can't even figure out what's right or wrong. And how are they in place of power and authority like that? And they can't tell the difference of what's God's thoughts on an issue and what isn't? Perilous times, a weakening of the faith. I never felt it so more than I have uh, in the last few years. It seems like the, the last time I uh, spoke on this, <clears throat> we didn't have a lot of this stuff we were dealing with. But now you don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell. You know, you just have to seek the Lord and, and, and have his mind and his heart about everything. You know, you can't just leave your kids with, unknown people you don't know i mean you have to be careful and i appreciate pastor and and uh Kay. they've been through some things that they're always aware of what's going on always aware of what's going on we need to be as christians understand that we have an enemy out there and he's going to take every advantage he can to come in and even turn our own family against us if he can but that's something we have to always be aware that we have an enemy out there. And I just pray that um, that uh, these people can uh, get a hold of the Lord again. See, how'd that happen? I think, how'd that happen? These are ministers. They've been in the ministry for a long time. What happened? Pastor shares about a lady who spoke to thousands of other ladies and women conferences about the Lord and all that. And now she, she's not sure if Jesus ever existed. Where'd that come from? That's attack of the devil. That's attack of the devil on our mind and on our heart. And if we don't keep our mind straight before him, he's going to attack us too. You have to be deliberate if you're going to serve the Lord. It used to be okay. You could just stand around. I just show up to church. Everything's fine. But you're going to have to mean it now because we're all going to be challenged in these last days. <clears throat> and so it's just, it, it's the nature of what we have. And, I heard a, a man preach years ago, speak years ago. He says there were different anointings for different times. During the different times, the biblical times, different anointing on people, on the prophets and on the teachers. And now there's a different anointing I feel rising up now. 
against these things that are that are coming against the people who should know. We should know what the will of the Lord is in our life. We should have a an understanding and an unction in our spirit if something's right or wrong. I don't have to sit back and 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 ask somebody, what do you think about this? I mean, it's not bad to ask somebody, but we should know what's right or wrong in our heart. These perilous times are coming. The Lord wants us to stand strong, and I believe we can. I, I, I'm part of this body, and I'll tell you what, everybody's genuine. That doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we got it all together. Many of us are still working on things, you know, oh my goodness. The world changes. You got to kind of learn how to not change with it, but to recognize what's going on. So the perilous times speaks of an attack on the strength of the church through the weakening of its power. This weakening is caused by a mixing of the word of God with the thoughts and the manipulations of man. That's where that comes from. You get the, we get the delving in and we wonder what the will of the Lord is in an issue. And it's something I really want in my own life. And I bring it to the Lord, but I bring it to him and like, I really want this, Lord. But if it's not the will of the Lord and I fight it and I'm going to bring it into my life anyway, be careful. Be careful. Because we're now trying to mix my heart and my desire with what the Lord has for me. And that's it. We all have that option. Look at Eve in the garden. I don't know why I keep going back to that, but it's such a, an easy example. He told her. The Lord said, don't eat of this thing. When the devil, what did he say? Oh, it's okay. God, God even, he put it there because he wants you to. What's the Lord talking? What's the evil one talking in our ear when he wants us to? What's it there? Just remember, the devil never sleeps. The devil never sleeps. So we mix the word of God with my own thoughts and my own desires, and I make it God's thoughts to me. Now, that's a very careful, that's a very precarious place to be in. Romans 10, 17 tells us of the godly way of attaining power over the enemy. So then faith is going to be what's going to give us the victory, the faith. The faith that caused Peter to be uh, crucified upside down. Paul talked about how many times he was tortured and, and troubled and what did he do? He lost his head after all. John the Baptist. It takes a faith to go that far. But I'm telling you what, we're playing against somebody who plays for keeps. And we have the Lord in our life and he's going to help us. But if the devil can tempt us away and draw us away and we walk away from it, the Lord has to sit back and plead and hope we don't go. We put ourselves in that environment where the enemy is and where he is, has the upper hand. So faith comes by hearing. I'm talking this because I see those men, they must have lost contact with their faith in that organization. They can't tell what's of God and what isn't. What happens is the Lord gives faith in our heart to shine the light on what's right. And so faith, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Don't, don't despise, don't look down on the word of God. You read, I can't, 
number the amount of times the Lord's corrected me and helped me by just sitting down and reading the scripture on my own. Taking care of a lot of problems for me. Just him and I. We have that, and the Lord gives us that. Always make sure that you come before the Lord, present ourselves before him to make sure that if there's anything that you see in me you don't like, Lord, help me, because I tell you what, the devil knows, and he's going to come after us. We have a longing to go do this or a longing to go do that. The devil knows it, and he's going to dangle that carrot out in front of us. He's going to taunt us along to try to get us to go do but this mixing of my will and God's will is death. It's serious matter. It's a serious matter. And I know Pastor and, 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 and Pastor Rodney here have heard many, many stories about pastors. And we've even heard many stories of pastors that have been in the ministry for years and years. And they turn around and they're not sure if Jesus was ever even born. There's a devil there. There's a devil there. And if he can discourage us by coming against our leaders and causing them to fall, it can cause a lot of people to fall. But I'll tell you what, when we adopt and we understand who the power, who the Lord is and his power in our life, and I come before him and I ready myself before him to make a change in me. If I'm wrong, Lord, change me. The devil cannot fight against that. We have to know the devil cannot fight against that when we can stand up and say, I've been before the Lord, and I got it worked out before the Lord. What's the devil going to do to me? Nothing. But if he can get something to hold over our head, he will. And these are the days he's out looking. Look at them ministers, and just laymen are falling by the wayside all over the place. And it's not all this doom and gloom. I want you to know that. But it's a new thing to see all the pastors. I watched that show years ago, Pastors of L.A. or something. I was, what an embarrassment for a pastor. What an absolute embarrassment. Planning on all going gather together and group together and go down and get us a tattoo. My goodness. Lord, help us, Jesus. Why don't we get together and have a prayer meeting or read a scripture or something, build ourselves up in our most holy faith. The devil can't fight against the faith that we have. The faith will take us to the cross. He can't fight against that. But if he can get us upset or mad about this or that, he'll sure do it. He'll sure do it. <clears throat> so what happens when a man begins to interject his words and ideas into the instructions left us by God? We begin to see a mixture of the instructions and warnings from God to his people and ideas of men attempting to, to build his own kingdom. And I watch them. I don't, I, I don't watch them any, any, anymore on television, evangelists and those preachers, because they're all talking about me, talking about my ministry and talking about the TV company called me and wanted to come in and film one of my services and, so, yeah, we let them come all in. I'm thinking, you're getting your eyes off of the things of God, and the devil's just dangling that carrot out before you, and you're going to fall. We're going to fall. We are no match for the devil. But with the Lord with us, he's stopped. 
He cannot affect us if we, if we have the Lord with us and he's on our side. He can't stop us. But I'm telling you what, he gets you by yourself. He gets you by yourself and he's going he's going to come and get you. So, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God in my heart. Hear. I hear in my heart. You know, when you hear in your heart, you do it. You hear with the intent of doing what it says. With the intent of obeying what the scripture says. And we should read the scripture like that. Obey it. Who's wrong? Me or God? I come to an issue and I have an issue with the Lord and him and I have a difference of opinion. Who's right and who's wrong? I'm telling you what. I'm wrong every time. I'm wrong every time. Because if I say I'm right, I'm going to defy God what I've done. I've stepped right out of his presence. I've stepped right away from his protection over me and my family. Just that quick. Just that quick. And he sets back. And he waits for a timing that he can get us at our vulnerable moments. Then he starts picking on us. Perilous times, I'm telling you. Perilous times. This is an anointing that the Lord's bringing, I believe, to this time to stand up against this. Rodney was talking the other day. He said something about the seeker-friendly church. When I first came into the Lord in 1982, I remember the elders and a gentleman who were friends of mine <clears throat> were talking about how we can get more people to come to church. You know, there's just people weren't interested in coming into church anymore. And how we could get them to come into the church. And, of course, we come into a situation where they needed a, a pastor was moving on to another, another town. And so they were interviewing other pastors to come in and be our pastor. And they said they got this good, good friend of mine said, this one man come in. He says, oh, I can build your church. Yep, I can build your church easy. Oh, you can? Oh, yeah, I've done it many times. You know, really just proud of himself and his work he did. And what he would do is he'd come in and he'd make sure the walls were painted a certain color, had the right type of carpet. And there's nothing wrong. We've got to have good carpet, right? But his issue was, I'm going to win the people in here by our decorations that we have in the church. Okay, so you got a nice decoration. So what's the next guy have? What's the next church have? It's not the way to win the lost. But seeker-friendly. They want to make it nice. We can bring people in here and treat them, treat them nice and give them this and give them that. Did the Lord ever do that? He preached to them people out there when he fed the 5,000, when he preached out there all day, and he finally says, I think these guys are a little hungry. Let's get some food for them, brothers, to feed them. After they listened to the word of God, that was the priority. They were starved for the word of God. The old Jewish system was just was not fulfilling, and it isn't fulfilling. If we do it in manual, but if we do it in love and out of love for the Lord, it's going to be the answer to what we need. It's the answer to what we need, no matter what. So seeker-friendly, come as you are and be as you are. What good is that? I mean, we have people here, but we, we have to sacrifice our ability to reach and touch to their heart. It's almost like that. I thought, how does that work? How does that work that we just... We'll invite somebody with not even an intention of offending them and tell them about 
the one that can save their soul and give them an eternity in heaven. I mean, that's a terrible thing to do to somebody, isn't it? Send them to heaven for eternity? My goodness. See, we got our eyes in the wrong place, I think. Some people do, not us, not here. Well, I mean, you get a, you get a full blast of it every week here of the truth of the Lord, the truth, the truth that's going to set us free, the truth that's going to give me something to cast away out of my life so I can walk free with the Lord. So the seeker-friendly churches is building a church. One guy was reading some of the, um, uh, a little, somehow I end up on television or on my cell phone or something, reading about this. And uh, this one gentleman had kind of pinned it, written it down in kind of one of their, their, uh, their modes of operation. But it says to carve away the keen, the keen sharp edge of truth in order not to offend. If you don't have the keen sharp edge of the word of God, sharper than two-edged sword, what do we have? throw marshmallows at somebody. We're talking about eternity here with God. You know what I mean? I know you guys do. But you, what are we going to do? We're worried about hurting their feelings? I think the Lord's going to hold us accountable one of these days. What do we do with people that walk in here? Do they hear us, you know, having a raffle or something, a bingo tournament or something like that? There's a place for that in the other room. But it's not here. It's not here. It's a respect and an honoring of who God is. So I'm going to take the one thing that will be able to change anybody, and I'm going to take it out. We're not going to say that. What a terrible thing. What a terrible thing. Sometimes we say something a little, a little harsh. Sounds a little hard, especially if you're in a bad mood. Sometimes I get in a bad mood and, I don't want to hear some things, you know. But what a blessing. What a blessing to have a God that loves us enough that he'll penetrate these old hard noggins. Get in that heart that's been hurt. Doesn't want to let anybody in. And he can come in and touch and make a change in our life. It's a reality that we can live in. Or we hold a grievance, a grievance against our brother or whatever. What do we get out of that? We don't get anything out of that. But there it is, perilous times. Everybody's wanting to join this organization and that organization. And, and uh, they want to be a part of something that's, that's doing something, you know. You know, save the whales or, or whatever. You know, plant a tree up in the hills or something like that. And they're pretty outspoken about it, too. I think maybe we, uh, we need to be outspoken as well. We don't need to be stupid, obnoxious, but we need to share the truth of the Lord in our life. And I tell you what, we need to let the goodness of the Lord show forth in our life. Don't be grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not telling you guys how to live your life. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes it's no more than that. No more than just a small good morning to somebody can make a difference. Always with the intention of sharing more. We'll always be prepared to share more. 
in our life filled with the things of the Lord. Seeker friendly. I don't know if that movement's still going. I guess part of it is, you know, we don't we don't live our life, but other people do. But it's it's a sad shame. It's a sad shame for sure. I don't want to ever carve away the sharp edge of truth in order not to offend somebody. And the Lord's going to ask me a question one of these days, and I don't want to have to say, yeah, I, I turned them away, Lord, and don't want to do that. <clears throat> so this action begins to dissolve the strengths of the word of God by mixing in ideas of man. That's why we need to be very careful what we, what our ideas. Um, it can also create our own faith. We can create our own faith. I call it fake faith. Remember Trump talking about the fake news? What was fake news? It was really news, wasn't it? But it was all drummed up. It was fake. It wasn't real. It was made to give some sort of an impression about this or that. He called it fake news because he knew good and well it was just a made-up story. Let's be careful we don't have fake faith. What I know of God is what I figured out on my own, right? This is the way I think it ought to be. This is the way I want it to be. So I mix my, my beliefs in with the Bible, and I say, this is what I like. Listen, do you ever hear anybody talk about about the end times? That's a, that's a popular thing. Everybody's got their own opinion about the end times. You know, this is going to happen in the seven-headed beast, and he comes over here, and, and all these, I don't even, obviously, you can tell I don't study that. But we can get tied up. I got a good friend of mine um, that... Uh, He's one of them numerology guys. You know, he likes to, well, at so many months, you know, Daniel's prophecy, how many months and and in three days and whatever. And then you would take that and you add that and subtract over here. That means the Lord's coming back Tuesday afternoon. What does that do to our faith? When we take that in his head and we mix that in my heart and I'm trying to figure out when the Lord's coming back and the Lord said with his own mouth, even the Son of Man does not know. The Lord didn't even know. And why am I a Christian man going to look two seconds into that? Because the devil's leading us. When we open that up, with the devil's leading us into that type of thing. What happens to my faith when I begin to believe that? That goes in and that stays and that mixes right in here in my heart. Where does that stay? It stays right here in me. How do I get rid of it? I guess I go down to get down on my knee and ask the Lord to forgive me for looking into that because it's not there for that purpose. But man's curiosity, man's curiosity can lead him into great trouble sometimes. We don't need to wonder what's going to happen in the end times. This is going to happen. That's a great source of this, our own faith. I want to know what the Lord's going to do so I can figure it all out and I've got it all figured out. You know, there's the cults been started and everything. Because of that, of, of the faith. But it's not true. It's not true. If we can look to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm just going to stay with you. I don't know when this is going to happen. 
I don't know if I'm going to be here or not when he comes back. I don't know, and I don't really care. I'm in the hands of the Lord. Each one of us are in the hands of the Lord. He's going to see us through. He will not hurt any one of us. He will not put us in a place where he's sorry he put us. Every place he puts us is for our good. And when I can say, Lord, I trust you, wherever you put me, wherever I am, I'm with you. And I don't need to figure it out. In prophecies, how many, how many people got on, the, on TV and made a bunch of prophecies? Well, even one man, what do you do? He said, if, if this doesn't go this way, I'll quit my ministry. Oh, my goodness. He's alive. Are you kidding me? Where is your faith, young man? Where's that rock of faith in your heart that the devil can't take out with some kind of new word you haven't heard before? I'm telling you, it's, it's, it, he's, that's the way he works. It's the way you end up with this big knowledge mixture here that I got. And it's fake faith. It's no good for anybody. No good for anybody. But when we trust the Lord, and I say, Lord, I don't know anything except what you show me. That's probably the best way to stay. He doesn't want us to be stupid or without knowledge. But he doesn't want us to step back and take one step past where he is. And that's man's tendency, isn't it? Man's tendency. The Lord gave us a, a brain that works, and man, we get it working, and it's hard to trust when I can figure out myself. So a source of fake uh, faith can be the end times prophecies. There's a lot of them out there that can generate fake faith in our life. It'll give me the hope that something's going to happen, and I know what it is, and I'm going to keep my eye on it. See? Me, I'm going to keep my eye on this. From what? From the knowledge I got somewhere in the back of my head. Where'd that come from? Is that the way the Lord puts knowledge in us? No, not at all. But when we take that in, it becomes part of who we are. I uh, opened up years and years and years ago, I opened up, a, was over helping a friend of ours move. And sitting over on the table was a Book of Mormon. I'm waiting while they're gathering up all their stuff. So I'm sitting here on the on the couch and I open up that book of Mormon. And I only I read maybe a three, four sentences, you know. I put it down. Boy, I tell you. The Lord let me have it. You know, sometimes he can let us have it by just kind of backing away from us a little bit. And you feel like you're all alone. I thought, Lord, forgive me for reading that book. It didn't take much at all. But I just felt that just an uneasiness in my heart, an uneasiness in my spirit for having read that. And I didn't even get down to any of the nitty-gritty stuff. It was just, but it was a reading of that word that just came into me and it was conflict instantly, conflict instantly in my heart that I had read that thing. And I said, Lord, forgive me for that. And he took it away from me. You know, I never have done, obviously, I have never done that again. But it was a lesson to me to let me know that I just ain't my own man. And I can go do what I want to do. You're going to be a Christian man, Christian woman. You can't just go do what you want to do. We pull ourselves away from that type of trash. How are we going to be any good for anybody if we got half of my brain is filled with Mormon stuff, 
studying all these religions? Let's just study Jesus Christ. Man. And he'll see us through all the way, all the way. So we have this fake faith. Many people that have, I'm not calling anybody fake. I'm just saying there are people out there that are pretending or acting like they're good Christian people, but something's going on inside of them. And it's not of the Lord. It's not of the Lord. So they come off with these big words, but yet, what's the Spirit say? You know, we need to, we need to begin. I'm not saying we're not, but I'm just saying we need to begin to pursue the Lord by His Spirit, by His Word more and more. Because that's where the battle is in these last days. If something feels out of place for you, then you get away from it. That's the way you, that's how we get to know the voice of the Lord is if we obey. If you don't obey, you will never hear his voice. You'll never recognize his voice if you don't obey. But if you obey, you go, ah, I heard that, Lord. I heard your voice. And that's the way he leads us. He'll lead us that way. But if I'm filled with my own ideas and filled with all the things that I've read about this religion and that religion and all those type of things, we got to get some stuff out first. We really do. We have to get that out of our head. Ask Paul years ago. We were, uh, we went down to the Skateboard uh, store, buy him a skateboard, you know. And I said, man, look at that guy over there. Man, he's looking pretty sharp. New, all of his right duds for, for uh, you know, roller, rollerboard, skateboard, whatever. <coughs> he says, yeah, he's just a poser. He would know, you know, he was in that, that group. His friends all had them boards, and they rode all the time. But he looked the part. But really, when it come down to, to riding the board, he says he's just a poser. He stands on a street corner with his board, looking like he's something. We don't want to be a poser. We don't want to be a poser. We want to have the real thing, the real thing in our heart that we can give to somebody. And if they slap you in the face, you can turn around. I know some of you guys are, mm, I know it's hard to take, but what if the Lord wants you to take it? You know, I know you guys will. But we just stand up and just be who we are in the Lord and be real. Be real. That guy, he thought he was something, man. With his mama went down and bought him a nice skateboard and all this kind of stuff. All the guys knew if he could ride or not, you know. The devil knows if we're faking it, too. He knows our weak points. He knows where our buttons that he can push every time. But we can come before the Lord and tell the Lord, I need your help, Lord. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You know, I'm 74, and I still ask him to forgive me. We never get over that unless we become perfect and be careful. You're on your way out. When you're perfect, 
See, we're of the world. Now, the Lord was the only perfect one. We're of the world. He put us here. The fall, the living, we breathe oxygen and we drink water of the earth. We're part of the earth. He has us here for a purpose, to be on the earth. And we live and we understand. We can understand we can have the godly portion of our life and live on earth and help other people. See, the Lord gives us that in our abilities to help somebody spiritually. We're on the earth. We were born and we're going to die on the earth, but we can have spiritual, which is in the heavenly, effect on people in our life. But we have to stand for the Lord. We have to have his knowledge in us. It can't be my own idea mixed in with God. Well, Lord, you know, if we did it like this, if we just do it like this, it would work a lot better. And the Lord will say, work better for who? Work better for who? It's a good thing to be able to trust the Lord. Sometimes our faith gets injured a little bit when we watch the televangelist. <clears throat> when they kind of reword the works, the works of the Lord or the, the words of the Lord to benefit them. I watched a guy years ago, he said, uh, man, the Lord, it just gave me this, it just gave me this formula to help people to get out of debt. I mean, this is the most fantastic thing I've ever seen. The Lord's given it to me, and I've done it in my own, my own home, and it works great, you know, how to, how to, how to get out of debt and, and all this type of thing. And he says, you know, if you send me $58, I'll send it to you in the mail. Fake. Excuse me, you're just a fake. If that was of the, first of all, you lied. If that was of the Lord, you think he wants you to make $58 on his stuff? No way. No way. Freely given. Freely given to us. We give it out free. We give it out free. It's the riches we that riches cannot buy. But we give it for free because it's not ours to charge for. It's the Lord's. I'm telling you. But those are the type of things. Those type of things will get into our brain, get into our head. You know, that Murdoch guy. I don't like to name people, but that guy, he's a devil. I really think he's a devil. I'm not the judge over this, but the things that he does, how dumb thou art. You know, you give money to the Lord, and he thinks you ought to tell him what I want in exchange. I'm going to put this money in the offering, but it's what I want for exchange. I don't even want to be in the same room with that guy. I don't know if the Lord's going to strike something down. I don't want to be in the area where he is. Oh. And you know, at the same time, I've got to look at myself and say, be careful how you judge anybody. Don't, don't, don't forget to always turn it back on yourself because none of us are perfect and got it all together. We all need that, you know. He's worse than me on that, but maybe I'm worse than him on something else. But it's the love of the Lord. That's why we do this. That's why our, our, our ones that went on before us suffered and struggled and gave it all to the Lord to their final breath because that's what it's about. That's what he has us here for, to do the right thing, to stand up for him. Stand up for him. <clears throat> Some of them treat the word of God as an instrument to gain. 
We want to use that opportunity. And uh, I got to say, I appreciate the pastor. I know of times when we didn't hardly have anything around here, and he'd still he'd give a good brother a very good offering. You know, when he didn't have much, you know, you say, wow, you own this place and you got it all paid off this quick? Yeah, he, he paid for it for the last 20 years at the other church. So, you know, I appreciate that, Pastor, very much, very much. And one thing, to, follow, to finish this off, but some pastor, something Pastor said today, and I just got to finish it off with this, talking about the cross, going to the cross every day. Fake faith never goes to the cross. Mm-mm. I am too busy on my own stuff to go to the to go to the cross and give up what the Lord's given me. So that's how we judge ourselves. Lord, am I am I? You, he says uh, to inspect ourselves to see that we are in the faith. Make sure we're in the faith. I know we go to church all the time. Are we in the faith? That's what He wants us to know. It just and to be filled with His presence and to know that we're standing where He wants us to stand is the greatest thing in the world. It's the greatest thing. What else are we going to do with my life? To set and be able to have a useful part in the kingdom of the Lord? What a privilege. What a privilege. I love all y'all. Remember, resist what our, our mind wants to put into the scriptures. Resist that and study and show ourselves approved of the word of God that we can stand assured because that's surely going to last where my brain isn't going to last that long. But the word of God will stand, and it will support everybody who stands on it. Hallelujah. Love you. Thank you, Lord.